What's up, guys? Welcome to Free For All Podcast, your source for all things geek. The geek to geek. It's been a while. I'm your host, Evan Swafford. With me, as always, Chuck Nally. Hello. Josh Barnett. Hey. Special guest host, friend of the podcast, employee of Swafford Nursery, Eric Crane. Hello. Yeah. The Blue Blockers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you got as far up on your camera as you could have. I was looking down for like five minutes and looked up, and you are way close. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, the magic of recording over fucking sky. <laughs> <laughs> How's everyone doing? Villainous. Yeah. Dastardly. Yeah. Mean. All right. <laughs> oh, you ruined it. So, As they do most things. Before we get into it, I do want to ask uh, Charles and uh, Josh, how much would have to be added to your salaries for your job title to officially be bitch? I mean, officially? Like, realistically, like how on much a business card? Yeah, your business card, if there was a website, and, like, it was your name, and then job title just said, bitch. Um, I don't know. I'd do it for about 20000 15 20 sounds about right. Oh, I, I way overshot. What did you say? That's all I'm saying. I gotta say, realistically, I'm saying, like, six grand for me. Yeah, I mean... Five hundred extra dollars a month, and all you gotta do is just like officially, you're known as bitch. Pre taxes, though. I mean, because let's be honest, it's like way less than that. I said yearly salary had to be ninety. <laughs> <laughs> and now you yeah. reveal to everybody what your current salary is by telling us how much of an increase that is. Uh, I. I mean. <laughs> I made up, uh, I got on Vistaprint and uh, showed him what his business card would look like. And I got to say, I thought it looked nice. I told him that the uh, the moment he gets his uh, plants, not babies, uh, business cards are when I'm going to get the bitch <laughs> business cards. That's all my to do. You will regret that. I will order that. <laughs> all right. Well, now that that relevant topic is out of the way, it is the Geek to Geek, and for once we are doing a geek sheet. It's been a while, despite Chuck's bitching. Uh, we were, we are back. That was uncalled for. You've been bitching for a long time. We need hear Evan Swafford. Josh is gone. No, he kind of. I mean, he's right, but also I don't know. Like, it, it's a lot of bitching. But you Chuck, are also reigning villain of the year, so I kind of side with Chuck, but I don't really know because that makes me feel dirty. We only do like two of these a year. We used to do them every week. <laughs> Remember how quickly we ran out of ideas? Well, it was over a year. Yeah, it uh, took a few years. Didn't. I don't know if we had winners the entire time. I love the geek sheet. It's just... I feel like we've been struggling to find good ideas that all of us have con- contributions to over the last two years of doing these, so four. 
I say we do a geek sheet one time um, where everybody else gets to pick everybody else's top five. Or we all bring our own geek sheets and we don't tell everybody what the topic is and the game is to figure out what we're <laughs> ranking. Oh, that's a good idea too. I'm going to write both those downs. <laughs> Mystery geek sheet, yeah! You write those down. So today's geek sheet is a very important topic, near and dear to my heart. We're doing the top villains, TV villains of all time. No <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> no fucking cartoons. Ever. Eric. The- yeah. That gets rid of literally all of my top five. Did you all not let Eric know that that was one of the... Um... No, I knew. I just... Okay. I was, I was like, on number four, and then Evan just looked at me and said, no cartoons. And I was like, what? Uh, all right. And <laughs> no Carol Baskins either. Oh. 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 What's happening? <laughs> Gilder, husband, whacked him. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, Tiger King. Well, then. Yeah, so this is any TV villains. Can be can be from a comedy, sitcom, whatever. It's just got to be live action. If it was drawn, it does not count. Uh, I don't know how far back we're going to go. What's the oldest one on your list without saying what it is? How long ago was it? Uh, 1966. Late 80s. Well, I know what Chuck's is, then. (laughs) (laughs) You mean his number one? Uh, I think 70s for mine. I think mine would have been in the 80s. There were some good older ones. I just didn't. I I went with my own personal attachments. All right, let's talk about some. Who wants to throw those out first? We'll do our order. Since it's been so long since we've done a geek sheet, we should probably... uh, make mention we're just going to talk generally about the best tv villains of all time and then at the end we'll go around robin style and do our top five personal uh tv villains of all time uh with no consensus top 10 list because you know that's only for the awards you gotta wait for those otherwise they're no longer ever popular yeah that would be just the mildly popular a tv one should be coming up for too long it'll be in september that's for too long. Yeah. I don't like the way you're saying it, but okay. We okay. get an extra uh, we get an extra uh, awards this year. We'll do uh, our games the our uh, uh, console generation awards. Oh, that's gonna be so fun. I think so. There's zero chance Chuck lets me get away with Last of Us at number one again, so uh, there's zero check. I let you get away with that because if we do it like we do now, it wouldn't have won the last one. <laughs> nah, Red Dead sucks balls. No. Cool. Back to third. Well, uh, I only... yeah, weird. What's that? Oh, well. I only see Chuck now. It doesn't matter. You can hear everybody. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, all right. Somebody throw out a TV villain. I want to Yellow know. King. Ooh, some True Detective season one. Yes, indeed. That dude's fucked up. Uh, it also helps that it's one of the single best seasons of television ever. Um, but I think that it's really kind of 
pushed forward by the just grossness of that guy as a villain, just in general. Like it's like that that scene of McConaughey watching the video and like just being broken by it um, is just fucked up and gross. Like it's just it's gross. It's basically he's just a gross guy. I don't like him at all, but he's really effective. See, to me, like I almost put him on uh, my short list of uh, thirty nine. But um, the build-up to him was much more significant than the actual payoff. I can see that. Um, I I like the thread of him. Like, I don't know, you're right. The payoff of him was, like, bringing him down to Earth and being, like, this just random, like, normal dude that just had a built up, like, this grandiose persona. And I like the thread of him coming in. I, I get what you're saying, but to me, I like that more. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at a villain in general, you kind of have to look at all the surrounding uh, scenarios with that person or with that villain in general. Like, the influence, the impact on the show or community within the show, whatever the case may be, like, why they're considered a villain, I feel like is is pretty important as to whether or not they're effective uh, in a lot of cases. Um, and I just think that the lore or the world built around him, you know, well, yeah, the buildup is better than the payoff, but I still enjoyed the payoff i enjoyed that season just thoroughly front to back so um despite it being the slowest episode of television ever for episode one god i love that whole season it's just damn perfection while we're talking uh, i was gonna say while we're talking about kings i got one um how about the shadow king from legion nice that's on my short list too uh he's awesome (laughs) He is awesome. I, I like him, I think, better in season one. Uh, I liked him a lot in season two. Season three it dips pretty hard for me because there's like a big redemption angle for him. And yeah, the more villainous he is, but, you know, like his, that yellow monster, that little fat yellow monster with no neck that's just kind of creeping around corners and barely visible was creepy as shit. Yes, it was. I was just saying, is that a little chunky boy is uh, how I describe him? (laughs) Also, a baseball player. Chunky boy. (laughs) Uh, I wish I had gotten into Legion. I liked the first couple episodes, but I just couldn't uh, invest, I guess. It's really good. Well, at least the first two seasons are. I can't speak for three. Let's keep it on the King front. What about King Joffrey? He's yep. not the one I go with from Game of Thrones, amazingly enough. Uh, he Correct. is me. Uh, uh, yeah, I know Eric has someone else from Game of Thrones. But for me, he's the quintessential villain. Like, there's the one Eric's going to talk about. I'll let him do that. And then, of course, there's Cersei, who is the ever-present, like, Cersei's bad not. person. But Joffrey's the most memorable villain, villain from there. And nothing has united the world in joy as much as the death scene of Joffrey. Because everyone hated that dude. <laughs> Yeah, completely. Yep. Uh, I, I totally get that. Cersei to me was just the most consistent, ever-present villain throughout that whole series. Like, she never had a single moment of redemption in my eyes, like, at, at all. Um, Did Joffrey outside of dying? <laughs> what's that? Did Joffrey ever have any redemption outside of dying? No, but he was only there for, I mean, he was there for half the series, right? She went eight seasons of being just an ever-loving cunt. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, the Game of Thrones oh, did a really good job. Be upset of calling Cersei that. 
<laughs> Game of Thrones did a really good job of of not having any redeeming qualities for their villains, and the third one is Ramsay Snow. Yeah. Uh, oh, Joffrey not- Joffrey was a Joffrey was an annoying twat. Uh, he he did villainous things, but it, I wouldn't consider him like a straight up like villain. Uh, Cersei, yes, Cersei did. Uh, used wildfire to explode the entire cathedral with thousands of people in it and stuff. She did that. She did multiple other things. Uh, if Ramsay was in power as Cersei or Joffrey were, I think the whole you know universe would have been even more worse off. I think that Ramsay has the like ultimate like villain uh, embodiment of that show. So many dicks would have been cut off. Yeah, it's an interesting, like, because I thought about Ramsey as well. And he, I mean, he's definitely, I fucking hate that guy. But if you think about it, like, he was so bad, but mostly to Theon, who, let's be honest, kind of also a dick. Um, he did rape Sansa. Sansa, Sansa. Yes, I remember the Sansa, th- Sansa thing a little late, but. Um, <laughs> There's no coming back from forgetting the rape. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I might go. I might go with like a little finger character even more than uh, Ramsey personally. But I mean, I totally get it. He, he also think. basically uh, tortured Jon Snow in the Battle of the Bastards, or right before it, uh, gets, when uh, recon. His brother. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. I, I think Ramsey is like, if there were comic book characters like based on personas in Game of Thrones, Ramsey would be the Joker. Like he is sadistic. I would believe that. Unremorseful. Ramsey is the most like evil and sadistic. Hey, Cersei's self-absorbed, and Joffrey's just the biggest like bitch. Agreed. Man, it's almost hard to believe that show sucked at the end, huh? I love, I love all of Game of Thrones. I do as well. Wilson Fisk. Hey, yes, you're back to the Queens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what we were doing. Um... Kingpin in Daredevil is awesome in every season of Daredevil. Vincent D'Onofrio was born to play that role, and I do hope they bring back um, that particular group of characters just solely for him. Even though I love Charlie Cox as um, as Matt Murdock, I just want to see D'Onofrio continue to get to play that character. It was such a unique performance for the Kingpin, I will admittedly, I didn't read a lot of the comics, so I don't really know if he's like that at all, but it was such a cool take and not one that I ever expected Kingpin to really be. Um, I thought he was just fantastic. And I do hope they I mean, find he, a way to continue. He had me at uh, decapitating someone with a car door. That was... <laughs> after that scene, I was like, oh my god, they got it right. Uh, when he just flippantly decided to upturn what had to be like a 600-pound marble table just out of pure anger. Um, they really sold his insane strength in that show in a really subtle and cool way. He, he beat the shit out of the Punisher like a fucking gorilla. Yes. I mean, he destroyed him. Also, his season three episode, was it him? No, maybe it was Bullseye. I'm sorry. The one that was like the black and white flashback, that was Bullseye, right? I don't know why, for some reason, I was thinking of uh, Kingpin with that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're talking about Bullseye on that one, who was also a good villain. Marvel, yes. Netflix Marvel TV did villains really, really fucking well. To that end, Kilgrave from Jessica Jones. 
He's, yeah, I really don't like that show, but he is awesome. He's a he's perfect. Actually, he's better than the comic book character in my eyes. No, you're 100% correct. Uh, he like, Lately, they've done uh, the Purple Man like a little bit better, but I think it's honestly they've taken some cues to how that character was portrayed in the show. Uh, man, it was so good, and it was just so... It made me so uncomfortable to watch because outside of like this, his power, which is being able to influence people... Like you say that power and it doesn't like sound as sinister as it could be, and then he shows you in every way of how horrible it could be, including going the whole like rapey route, which is just horrible to think about, uh, and harder to watch. And God, they do a really good job of that. I love the first season of that show, and it uh they did a really good job of making him just insane. Insanely evil, and he was so good at playing that character. I I loved Kilgrave. I um my there there's two things that I really think about with him and that one is the the one where he gets Jessica Jones into the theater and he's convinced Luke Cage to like kick her ass, like him on stage and like hyping it up was really good. But then there's that one time he was just kind of being a dick and he told that guy to throw coffee on himself. It's just like yeah. he didn't have. He didn't have any reason to do that other than just being a dick, and it was he awesome. He has no control because he's always gotten literally everything he wants, and it's just like warped him. Mm -hmm. I couldn't be trusted with the power. I'd be a horrible person too, probably. <laughs> God, there'd be trees everywhere. Let yeah. me let me throw out a, a newer one. Um, it's only been you know in a couple episodes, but I think uh, I think Moff Gideon from The Mandalorian needs to be talked about the the fact that he was the guy behind the curtain the whole time and then uh they finally showed him in the final episode and he seemed so or the final two episodes and he seemed so um almost almost sith like and he's not a sith he's just the commander of the 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 army and it just seemed very very ominous the whole time and i feel like I, in the next season Maybe even multiple seasons, he's going to be blossoming into a really good villain. Well, while you're talking about, I was uh, going to say, uh, Giancarlo uh, Esposito, um, whatever, Giancarlo. Uh, he uh, is famously known as Gustavo Fring in Breaking Bad. Uh, a better call Saul. And better call Saul. Uh, he. From what I've seen so far, he's much more villainous in Breaking Bad than anything. I mean, just to prove a point, he slashes his, like, right-hand man's throat in front of Walt and Jesse just to, like, let them know that he is an evil fuck. Um, but he he also pulls a lot of strings in that show, too. That guy just knows how to do villain work, man. He's good at it. Really good fucking actor. He's good in Mandalorian. He's good in that. He's been good in that. He was good in that... Uh... Horrible NBC show called Revolution that I oh, still yeah, he's like. On a horse. Yeah. yeah, Revolution. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I also just added somebody's name to my list that I can't believe I didn't think of before, and it's probably in my top five. Because terrifying thing would be Gus Fring and Breaking Bad, but also with the Dark Saber. <laughs> yeah, that could be real bad. <laughs> That guy would be everyone's number one. <laughs> True story. Think of, Josh. Um, 
a name that we can't say on this here podcast without just immediately saying fuck that person, Sam Dean. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Sam Dean. You damn right fuck Sam Dean. Daybreak is so good. Daybreak. God, it's Daybreak is so good, but she is so awful. And you go through the whole season thinking that she's like the love of Josh's life, that she is like the person he's out there searching for and he's going to do everything he can. And yeah, he treats her a little bit like shit when you finally get the whole story. But like, that's just like high school kids fighting. And then she decides to become the evil ruler of the entire apocalypse, basically, and take over Matthew Broderick's powers, basically. Um, that show is so good. I'm really upset that we're not getting another season. It's dumb, because that show was really good, and I don't <sighs> understand and Maybe I'll uh, buy it. <laughs> you make that joke every time we talk about it. <laughs> and I'm every okay single with it. time. <laughs> Somehow Netflix put up The Order Season 2, but Daybreak got canceled. That the Order is the show you guys tried to uh, trick Trey into watching, and he still liked it, didn't he? No. Who likes it? it? I watched the first couple episodes. Lee likes it. Um, the first couple episodes, I was like, I can. I watched. I, I watched like three fourths of it, and it was like it was too over the top, campy, and terrible even for me. I was like, I just can't fucking do this. Yeah. Uh, they break a million times better than the show. <laughs> I got one that I'm not sure if you uh, have an opinion on whether or not it's a villain. Okay. Axe Axelrod. No, I mean, kind of. Like, he does villainous things, and he's clearly doing illegal stuff. But I'd say you are more supposed to hate Chuck in that show than you are Axe. Which is weird, because I don't. I like Chuck a lot, and I don't. I mean, I love Axe. Axe is great, but I just feel like both of them are both villain and hero of of that story. Neither one supposed to be a good person. That's the thing. They is, just yeah. are both like genius egomaniacs against each other. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to think. I'm not even sure if he would make my list, but I do love Billions. We forgot about um, one Marvel villain that I wanted to talk about. Jigsaw from The Punisher. Jigsaw's good, man. I just like that actor. He's real good. I was very excited when he was being talked about to be the new Batman. Um, But yeah, he's so good. And then the second season, just like really going after Frank. I I just, I liked it a lot. It's also one of the most brutal scenes in like TV was when Frank was smashing his face down the side of a broken mirror. The screams that he made was awful. It was awesome. Cottonmouth for half a season. Cottonmouth was awesome. They misused him terribly. They used to be good for a little while. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, I have one more official comic book villain. Okay. Lex Luthor in Smallville. I know Boone would vote for him, but uh, (laughs) just in general, Michael Rosenbaum is, in my opinion, easily far and away the best portrayal of Lex Luthor ever. And I think that the character arc you get over six seasons of him, uh, feeling that friendship and then inevitable betrayal by Clark is 
really well played for 95%, and then it got a little bit tired in the fifth season or so. Um, he's really good in that role, like really fucking good. And he's easily, in my opinion, the best part of that series, and that's one of my favorite shows ever. Let me offer you up another comic book villain. Slade plus Deathstroke from Arrow in the first two seasons. Ooh, God, that guy was a bastard. I forget Mono that I really liked the first few seasons of that show. Mono Bennett was awesome, and when they made him in like full-fledged like Deathstroke bad guy villain of season two, he was great. He murdered the shit of Moira. I also just love Mono Bennett and basically everything. Uh, the other Deathstroke in Titans, played by Esau Morales, he had a great interpretation of that villain as well. Um, I've only seen of him so far, but I liked what I saw. Yeah, he get, it gets better and better. The final confrontation uh, between him and the Titans is just, it's it's really good. Slade! Slade! What about one that is totally in a comic book style universe, but not officially a comic book character? Silent. Silent. <laughs> Siler was so fucking good in the first he season. Was a I fucking love Siler and I unashamedly loved every season of Heroes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, granted, not, I'm not with the, there. Season, the first season is a fucking 10 and way better than the rest of that series, but I still love the rest of that series. He went around, went around and found people who had powers and used his mind to slice their skulls open and eat their brains. That dude's a bastard. And then he just, yeah, consumed all their powers and he became like an ultra god. I love season one of Heroes. I love it so much. And Siler is so menacing in that season. Like, he was, it was genuinely terrifying anytime he was around. He's the best yeah. part of them. That season, he's so good. I'm God, I think he's so good. I like that actor too. So, yeah, Spock, yeah, Nosferatu, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's coming back. I think it's back. I think it's back like this, like last night. Oh man, Eric, what do you got? Uh, let me throw another one that you guys aren't gonna have any. <laughs> say or, or think it's stupid uh azazel from supernatural um he's the yellow-eyed demon yeah he's the <laughs> yellow-eyed demon that that basically starts the whole thing um in the first season first two seasons i forget when he is apprehended uh but he he is the main driving force of that whole show and he's just pure evil and it was just really fun to watch fair People really love it. More people are on your side than mine. People love Supernatural. I, they really, like really do. So I John, love the first were, six seasons. Josh, you were right about Damian Lewis, just the wrong show. Because while I love me some acts, fuck Lieutenant Brody in, in Homeland. They try to redeem him, but man, he's such a good, like, sneaky villain of the whole first season of Homeland, of the whole... I mean, also spoilers for Homeland, but I feel it's been eight seasons. You had your chance. Um, the whole of is he a traitor or not, he plays it so well, and he does a good job of like making you feel sorry for him and all the PTSD and what it would be like to be a prisoner of war and all this stuff. But also, he's a fucking traitor, and then he does it. Look, just the way he plays it off is really fucking good. And also, his 
family sucks. <laughs> I got one that'll be dismissed right away. All right. If that's our, if that's our, our thing. Uh, <laughs> Angelus from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, Angel? Yeah. Uh, Angel, when he is basically no longer in love and can become his original asshole vampire self. Uh, it's a really cool story just in general of um, taking a character that is truly beloved and like is the most important thing in the main character's life and turning it on its head and he just becomes an absolute menacing asshole who is out to kill her in every single way. And they did a really good job of, of making the already hateable David Boreanaz really hateable. No, man, oh, David Boreas' SEAL team. Fuck! SEAL team. But Josh, Angel got a spinoff. He did get a spinoff. I watched one episode and he was turned into a Muppet. Alright, well. Well, well. I got one that uh, people will dismiss also. Uh, Mr. Nobody <laughs> from Doom Patrol. Uh, I don't think go. that's a dismissal. Yeah. Eh. It was a shot in the dark. Um... That dude is incredibly powerful. Like he can alter reality however he wants. And that towards the end of the season, when you think that he's defeated, all he nope. does is just um, make uh, the chief like relive Doom Patrol getting murdered like every single second, like it's a dream. And then he wakes up and he dreams it again. It's awesome. He's really awesome. He's uh, super powerful. Do I have one that's completely dismissible by everybody? Yep, yep, I do. Valley High School from Saved by the Bill. <laughs> I almost went with Zach Morris. No. <laughs> fuck Valley. I think that might have been the first time I said fuck in my life. Fuck Valley. <laughs> B for B for Bayside. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, they were always the assholes. Yeah, they suck. But were they though? Because we already know Zach Morris is trash, so that's just a funny joke. He's actually governor of California now. <laughs> um what about the three XK, the three X killer from uh Castle? Yeah, I actually I put that on there too. Um <laughs> was he was awesome. Awesome every time he came back. Until he got that firefighter show and he didn't want to do Castle anymore. <laughs> It's true. Really, he also drowned a baby in season one of Ozark. Oh, yeah. Hi. Goodness. I mean, uh, he, he just aggressively baptized it in a lake. <laughs> I did not think that baby was coming up forever. But as, as the Triple X killer, um, he just tortured Castle in like four or five different episodes across a couple of seasons, and he was really fucking good at it. Oh, yeah. Uh, along the same veins of of killers on TV, uh, Arthur Miller or Mitchell, excuse me, Arthur Mitchell, uh, the Trinity Killer from Dexter. Yeah, Trinity Killer. Isn't that who I'm not supposed to know the secret about or something like that? Maybe. Dexter. Eh, don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm never gonna watch Dexter. But it's season what, four, right? It's what got spoiled for me, and then I just quit the show because I was so upset. <laughs> That's season four, right? Yes. Yeah. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. Man, he's yeah. so good in it. He's just as remorseless as Dexter. I mean, they're like 
it's like a Sherlock Holmes Moriarty kind of situation. They're just perfect at murdering people. Man, Lithgow is a guy who can at the same time seem incredibly likable and affable and yet just be a complete asshole. I feel like he has that range to be everybody's favorite person or, oh, my God, I think he could kill the entire world. I think that's what Trump's great. Yeah, absolutely. What's that, Evan? Comedy of the year. <laughs> I was trying to think of the female lawyer uh, from that show to uh, be villain. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> her name, though. I didn't hear what he said initially. <laughs> trial and error. Comedy of the year, trial and error. God. I should have known. Chuck, Chuck will get this one. Joe Buck from Brockmire. I wrote that too. <laughs> God damn, Joe Buck. <laughs> season one of Brockmire, right? Uh, multiple seasons. Oh, okay. Every season of Brockmire. Does he does he come back in three and four? Okay. Yeah. I'll eventually finish that show. Oh, you should. It's so fucking good, man. And every time he's on, it's just like he's like comes across as a nice dude, but he does something so douchebag. And just every time Brockmire's just like, God damn, Joe Buck. <laughs> They'll just be like sitting in like a restaurant and he'll hold up his hand and then somebody will walk by and give him a drink. And Brockmire's like, who's that? Who's who? God damn, Joe Buck. <laughs> what about the body, Gibiotti? Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, his sister's hot, though. Yeah. Um, the league was really good, except for, again, that final season just had lots of problems. It kind of dropped off a little for me before that, but it's uh, still the, had its moment. The Rocky the first, episodes got real bad. Three to four seasons of that are, like, really fucking good. But, yeah, man. But Gibiotti, always a douchebag. <laughs> True story. Uh, uh, villain from see. another sitcom I've got is Newman. Yeah, I, I, knew, I knew that was coming out. I think, I think we all have Newman on our list. Not me. I have a different uh, sitcom on my list. Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't like. Man, he is just a constant foil, and just every time he comes on, it makes me laugh every single time. It's wonderful. Uh, To the I'm more of a new age Newman, Jeremy Jam from Parks and Rec. I got him on the list too. Absolutely, he just got jammed. (laughs) (laughs) He was awesome in every scene he was ever in on that show. He was awesome. Uh, what about love that. Madeline Wunsch from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? That grackle. <laughs> oh, man, she might make my list just because of everything Holt calls her. But, um, man, she is truly hateable, uh, just has, in general. She has cloven hooves. <laughs> God, it's the best. Um, uh, since we're doing the, sitcoms, uh, yeah, you the, the Hospital slash Robert Kelso from Scrubs. Oh, man. I, I forgot love- the hospital, but Kelso is not a villain. He be, he, he starts the villain. I think uh, the janitor is more of a villain than Kelso is. He's always trying to get into JD's business and stop him from doing something, tripping him in the hallway. But at the in the end, didn't we learn it was all JD's fault? Glenn Matthews. <laughs> Glenn Matthews? 
God, man. I know Scrubs so much, but yeah, there's not really a villain. I mean, aside from death. It, that's the hospital. That's what Eric was So Me and him have the advantage of talking about this earlier. I kind of agree with him on that one. Like, uh, they were talking about, you said they talked on Fake Doctor's Real Friends about, like, in early on, Kelsa was the villain when it was uh, about people, but when the show was about death, then Kelsa was, like, nice then and relatable. Yeah, so they brought that up, and they said that basically what you just said, but the uh, like if, if the episode's not pertaining to somebody dying, then uh, Kelso is the person that they have to try to get around or get over, and he's always seen as the bad guy, and he's never with patients, but then the the moment that, you know, the episode where the three patients die, he's like, uh, he's a good guy, and is is not in the show as much, and... So he's he's a like you said a villain earlier in the show, but then in, like later in the show he just becomes the muffin man, and then um, <laughs> but but the the hospital or death is entirely a villain the whole time in my opinion. Also, Courtney Cox. <laughs> the three episodes she's in. No, not her character. Courtney just Courtney Cox. Cox. Oh, okay. Because Monica as well. Ted Mosby because he sucks. He pulls Ted, him off. Ted is not great. Not a villain, but definitely not great. Oh, yes, he's a villain. He caused me to not watch all of that show. <laughs> um, I hear, Here's a heavy hitter. Ben Linus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ben Linus is amazing. A lot of people's like favorite villain of all time. Not my number one, but he's high up there. Man, he's he's pretty much a lock for the list for me. He's so good and just conniving would be the best way to put it. And like evangelical about the island. And it's it, like Emerson is fantastic in that role. I almost Emerson, watched. He should never play a good guy. Yeah, I I tried to watch Person of Interest, and I was like, well, this is stupid. And I just never decided to watch it again. But it was only because of Ben Linus that I even tried to watch it. He's so fucking good. And I made the joke earlier, but I do actually genuinely consider John Locke to be the biggest villain on that show. That's bullshit. I mean, if, when he's when he's the smoke monster impersonating John Locke, sure. <laughs> he beat the fuck out of Charlie for no reason. That yeah, evil uh, He was being a bitch. Man, keep uh, your goddamn old man nose out of Charlie's business, you piece of shit. Emerson's really good on the CBS show Evil. He's a basically a demon. It's really good. Uh, I actually wanted to watch that. It's good. It's surprisingly good. How about this one, Evan? How about the Proto Molecule from The Expanse? You damn right, the Proto Molecule. I also have that written down. Man, those things are fucking terrifying. It's more just a vehicle to lead to people being terrible, but I do think that they're going to end up being malicious in the end. Right now, they just created, you know, holes to other worlds. <laughs> um, but well, what about the uh, the murder machines? Like when they uh, those little those giant blue and black um, fucking things that like kill everybody in the spaceship and Jesus, those things murder things. They're scary. Man, I love the promo. God, the expanse is so good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> You're not watching the expanse. You should watch the expanse, Eric. Sorry, Eric. Speaking of shows on Sci-Fi Network, because that's where it started. Uh, the Beast. 
Noise? I like me the beast. The beast is magicians. Yes. The beast is fantastic. And he made a fantastic comeback in the final season as well, but uh, I told you. I told you he would. His whole face His whole face is covered in moths because he wants to hide his identity, but he just destroys people. He kills everyone. Um, it's one of those like I I guess one of the big things with villains for me is like that just menacing presence more than anything else. Like a great performance is, is obviously needed in a lot of ways, but like characters like him or Siler, like you feel their presence even when they're not on screen. And I think they sold that really, really well when it came to the beast in season one. I agree with you. Of, uh, menacing presences. How about Boss Hog from Dukes of Hazard? I knew Dukes of Hazard was coming up. <laughs> Boss hog. He's, he's always trying to get them big boys. We also want to talk about JR because everybody wants JR on their list too, right? Oh, yeah. I remember watching that show like when it came on TV live. Who shot him? <laughs> that was a point nobody did. It was a dream. I know. God, that's where that trope really started. He was a good man. Mr. Burns. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to have Mr. Burns on this list, but no cartoons, Eric. My bad. <laughs> uh, Chuck, let's talk some Banshee and some Kai Proctor. Oh, shit, I forgot about Kai Proctor. Oh, man. All right, let's talk about him. Man, how fucking good is he in that role? He just plays like this ruthless businessman who is like with his Amish roots, but he's also just a sadistic motherfucker. Like, he's deeply religious but doesn't practice like the good morals that come with it and um he is like weirdly a good fighter and everything god he's just everything about him is so evil but at the same time it's so good i love kai proctor except for the very end of that show because season four banshee sucks i prefer his business partner oh the creepy guy with the bow tie no I don't know his first name, but Gamble. He's talking about Proctor and Gamble because he's funny. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, that worked exactly. You're talking about Banshee villains. What about Chayton Littlestone? Also on my list. Chayton, not as good as an overall villain, but also an unstoppable force of nature until a shotgun takes out half of him. Man. God, he was. So, you want to talk about menacing that dude? The way they shot that dude with like all the the tribal stuff and like the circle fights and shit like that. Man, he was. He looked like the biggest person ever on that show, and he's actually. I mean, he's a big muscular guy, but he's nowhere near as big as they made him seem. They did a really good job with that. Yeah. What about uh, the man in black? That's on my list too. Yeah, he's good, man. What world? Yep. Also in the failed Amazon series. Right. Because well, you know he would have been the best villain of all time. Well, technically Lost has a man in black as well. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, friends uh, Titus Wolver. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, oh, man. No, I, I mean, he's so good. And uh, Chuck, have you finished season three yet? No. Okay, well then I'm not going to keep talking about what I was talking about. Yeah, it just the man in black is fucking awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good because so where I'm at in the show so far in season three, I'm like two or three episodes in. He's like, 
I don't even think he's been shown it except once. He's not a big part of season three, but just stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> he, he will be. Good. Because season one, as as far as villains are concerned, like he is ruthless and menacing. And then season two, he loses his shit and kills his daughter. <laughs> just shoots him dead. But hey, anyway. He was introduced as being a guy who just loves going to a theme park and raping a robot. Yeah. And uh, murdering... Uh, God, what's that little Hispanic guy's name? Oh, man, he got murdered a bunch. He killed him so many times. Lawrence. Lawrence, yes. yeah. And James Mars should never have to die as many times as he did, but damn it, does he die a lot in that show. He dies real good. I'm pretty sure they're going to bring him back eventually in that show just to start killing him again. They need to. I loved his character. God, I love Westworld. I really do. That that was a little down on season two for sure. Season three brought it back a little bit, just in a different direction. But that show was great. Agreed. I, I have a, oh, I have go a ahead. question. Oh. Um, what what would you guys say the villain of Haunting of Hill House would be? Oh, the God. It is the house. And... I mean, the house. I, I didn't think, like, um, Carla but, Gugino, but she's, like, being no, possessed by the house or whatever. I think yeah, it's the definitely house. not her. If you, the, the second, I think it's a distant second, is Poppy. Poppy instigates a lot that of shit. <laughs> It's kind of hot, though, so I, I give her a pass. God, I love the of Hill House. Bring me Brian Manor already. Carl Cagino can never be a villain for me because I'll just be sitting there being like, God, she's hot. Really, really, really hot. But I, I love her. She's uh, a nice lady. I would like to say that the house is one of the... Uh, Josh... I thought of it as Josh was talking about being an ominous presence earlier. Yeah. Like, immediately, that was the first thing that popped in my head. Also, the tall man. <laughs> God, see? He's the worst. He's the fucking worst. That episode terrified me that show is so good i cannot wait for the next season um here's All one right. that's for sure only on my list the borg you want to talk yeah. about a completely fearful presence like they, there's nothing more terrifying in the star trek universe in general than the borg just a relentless completely adaptive what's that unless you're watching picard and that just kind of fades out yeah, that's the most unfortunate part. But, you know, whatever. They get sucked um, in space. They do. Um, but These... they are ever-present. They can't really be defeated. They are just simply out to assimilate as much life as possible. All they want to do is just breed and breed and breed. And the only way they can do that is by injecting life forms with yeah. their nanotechnology and completely it's like the cordyceps fungus basically they they overtake the body and create a, a hive mind um and they're they're terrifying in a lot of ways i'm loving the dancing going on so enjoying it thank you guys uh, the biggest what? of new star trek shows is tilly's ghost tilly <laughs> um he's the worst Here's one Evan will get. How about Logan Roy from Secession? Yeah, Logan Roy. Oh, man, that's a good one. <laughs> Fuck off. God. God, he's so awesome, and there is just no redeeming qualities about him. Bore on the Brian. floor. Yeah, bore on the floor. 
He was yeah, serious he, about that shit too. <laughs> he's just a mean dude. Like he never really shows a good side. He's just a mean motherfucker. When it, when he was like uh like coming out of like his um his heart attack or whatever and uh Sif was like there visiting him and he like grabbed her hand and moved it toward his junk, I was like, Oh my god, it's your daughter. Yeah. There's not enough drugs in the world, dude. <laughs> That's correct. God, he's so good. Uh, OG. Being uh, the resident Eric, uh, I feel like I need to bring up Red Foreman as a villain. Huh. Uh, I don't like getting yelled at, and that guy yelled at an Eric a lot. Uh, but we all know Danny Masterson was the actual <laughs> villain. <laughs> now we know that. Recent events have come to light. Um, there's one that I would be shocked at. The build of women. <laughs> uh, there's really only one more that I have, and I'd be shocked if it's not on three lists. Daniel Shaw. Yep, I have that. I have that uh, on the very short list. Fuck Daniel Shaw. Fuck him so hard. He's, He's not supposed to, Sarah. Yes. Uh, he, he is among, he's the biggest villain in the show, Chuck, Eric, you're, you're looking very oh. good. Uh, Brandon Routh, resident Superman, plays him, and he is just an invasive force. As soon as he comes in, he's another spy that is brought in to join the team when Chuck is not doing well with his intersect abilities. Uh, and it turns out that he is a sleeper agent who is just there to basically disrupt him and ruin his whole life. And he gets in the way of Chuck and Sarah, and nothing gets in the way of Chuck and Sarah. He starts off as a pretty nice guy, though. He started that way. It was with ill intentions. And Shaw is just the fucking worst. I hate that guy. All right, Josh, tell me your feelings on this. Arvin Sloan from Alias. I mean... He's... Awesome. He's can they try to redeem him? They show him trying to be redeemed, but he can't be redeemed. He's too obsessed with Rimbaldi. God, I love Alias so Alias much. Really good. What about Sark? Sark is the coolest villain on there, and he just never is that evil. He just has no moral compass and will just work for who the fuck ever will pay him money. He's a great actor. I love that dude. He's the same guy from My Zombie. Yeah, he uh, is. but. Uh, but Sloane, like, I thought Sark was actually who I was writing down first, and I was like, Sloane is the biggest villain of that show, and, like, to the very end, he just can never get over his obsession of Rimbaldi, no matter how much he actually, like, cares for Sid, uh, and it's his undoing. God, Alias is so good. I love that show so much. <laughs> Alias is really good. What about that, uh, goat fucker from, uh, Deadly Class? <laughs> I can't remember his name. Fuck Yeah. Man, he was really good for the one season of that show. Man, what a travesty that show got canceled. I it loved it. Awesome. <laughs> and he was real, real good as Fuckface, too, man. Whoever played that guy. God, I want to watch a Fuckface and Arseface show. Chuck, what are your thoughts? More on the ambiguous side, Norman Bates from Bates Motel. I mean, he's the villain of that show, for sure. Yeah. And he's a great villain. That is, like... The the more that show progressive progresses and he gets like more and more insane and starts taking on his mother's persona, 
like in the very last season. Man, that was awesome. It was really cool to see. It's such a cool progression because, like, at first, like, you get his whole, like, beginnings and, like, he has such, like, a ton of redeeming qualities. He's just a good kid that in a horrible, abusive uh, situation and it's just, you see how it's, what all's happened, like, has warped him and, like, he doesn't even know he's doing evil things for a while and then it just, the complete meltdown of what happens to his persona. It's so good. There, there's a lot of villains in that show, it turns out. <laughs> yes, most of the characters. <laughs> um, Evan, you'll know this one. How about Chuck from Better Call Saul? Oh, that was next on my list to talk about. Fuck Chuck. Man, he is... One of the most hateable characters on TV. I think so. I mean, he did everything in his power to keep Jimmy down... And to prevent him from becoming a lawyer, it, essentially what creates the persona of Saul Goodman is how much of a dick Chuck is to his brother. Just being oppressive and just never supporting him. God, it's just awful. There's a very good argument that he becomes a mildly successful lawyer despite himself, just as Jimmy working for Chuck's firm if Chuck just never gets in the way and lets him work hard and do his thing because all he wanted to do was impress his brother. Yeah. And all his brother Man, Chuck, do is shit on him. God, so I hate Chuck so much, but he's also awesome. He's a wonderful villain. He does exactly what he's supposed to do. Oh, yeah. The Demogorgon from Stranger Things? Now, see, I thought about him, but I like the Mind Flayer better, I think. Do you? That's interesting. Um, I do. Quite a bit more, actually. I can see that. I don't know. I really, man, I do like Stranger Things. I was kind of thinking whether or not to include them personally. Um, just didn't end up in my list in any way. But the Demogorgon was a great, just monster. Just a really good monster. It's not really a villain, necessarily, to me, as just... A monster. <laughs> I don't know other way, any other way to put it. Monsters are villains? I guess. I don't know. There's like a weird dissonance in my head around that whole thing. Are they just misunderstood, Josh? Yeah, it's just doing <laughs> what they <laughs> exist. Just wanted to hug people with its it's, face full of razor sharp teeth. Just doing what he exists for, man. No maliciousness there. Just he killed him. Barb. Yeah, we don't know that. Barb, Barb. Barb's coming back. Barb's dead. There's no uh, justice, nor should there be. Yeah, but see, like, like to me, with like with the mind flare and everything, especially in season two, when it's like that presence and the um and the upside down hovering over the school, possessing um that little weirdo kid, uh, <laughs> and then taking form in um in in some part with just liquefied rats, uh, in the third season was just fucking awesome. I, I loved everything about the mind flare. The the fact that every time Will looked up in the sky, he was just Will. there. Will, that, so, let, I, I do I do agree that the the ominous presence of the mind flare is is villainous. Thank you, Evan. You had a suggestion. Uh, Chuck, what do you think about Villanelle from Killing Eve? I mean, it's in the name. Uh, she is incredibly likable but clearly a villain she is oh yeah in every single way she loves killing and when she murders people she's got this 
kind of almost elation look on her face that she loves doing that. Like she would do it even if she wasn't getting paid in a contract. You know what I mean? Like she just likes doing things like that, getting away with it, toying with Eve. Like everything about Villanelle is straight up villain. She's awesome. She's really, it also helps that Jodie Comer is like an incredibly good actress. I started season three today and I was like, this is just fantastic. Did you get to the end of the first episode? Not yet. I'm about 10 minutes uh, out. Uh, what about every person not named Susan on Magic for Humans? Yeah, Magic for Susans. I kind of consider them to be the greatest villains of all because that show should just be Magic for Susans. The, the Alaria Corporation from Helix. I knew Helix was coming up. It was only a matter of time. <laughs> it was, I'm surprised he made it last, what is this, an hour? Helix is so good. I just needed a reason to talk about Helix. We're trying to take over the world, guys. How about this? Uh, Lorne Malvo from the first season of Fargo. Is that oh, Billy Bob? That's Billy yeah. Bob Thornton, sir. Man, that guy, speaking of liking what he does, he's real good at it, and... I think that's some of the best acting that Billy Bob Thornton's ever done, uh, especially when he goes into that, uh, I think it's a church, and he starts talking like in a Minnesota accent. It was really, really impressive to see. I love that show. I I also really enjoy that show. Weirdly, like season one's considered the best season by a lot of people, and it's the one I like didn't get into and had to go back and finish. Two and three have been great, though. Uh, let's see. Uh, one for me, I think I'm the only one, Nina from 24. Yeah, she's on my list. Uh, that's the only season I watched from start to finish. <laughs> uh, and she is great. That is, like, no one, like, I could never, like, Jayla, it could have been a family name that she was like, we have to name our daughter Nina. And I'd be like, nope, can't do it. Uh, because anytime <laughs> I hear that name, I literally just had it in my head, just go, Nina. Like, it's it's she's like the worst like female newman god i hate her she's a traitorous bitch and she <laughs> continues to be a traitorous bitch and if she's on any other show i guarantee you she's a traitorous bitch <laughs> she has yet to do that in brooklyn 99 she's a traitorous bitch it's just she's just buying her time josh Exactly. Oh God, yeah. She's just lulling you to sleep to think she's on your on your side. She's not. She'll she'll betray you. Uh, let's see. Anybody got? I've got a few others. You got anything, Chuck? Yeah, I got I got a handful. Um, oh, sorry, I'm wrong. It wasn't the character I was thinking of. Let's see. I saw you looking it up. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Hair Star and the Saint of Killers from Preacher. Uh, they're not going to make my list, but both, even though that show wound up being a disappointment in the end, those two guys were awesome all the way through. Hair Star, I mean, <laughs> he gets a dick sewn on for his ear. I mean, that says villain right there all the way. Uh, Frank Underwood. From, <laughs> Frank Underwood from House of Cards. Um, he's more of a villain now than any of us realize, but as far as that particular character is concerned, uh, Real life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As far as that character con is concerned, he is 
I mean, murder, lies, all of it, just to get to where he wanted to be. And he does, but uh, it's real good. Um, even though I, I thought the show fell off when he got there, I don't think it was necessarily his fault, but Negan from The Walking Dead um, played perfectly. Um, He's uh, great. Fuck the governor. I was going to say, I feel like the governor's got to be talked about. Every, a lot of people say the governor. I thought he sucked on the show. I also think that he sucked on the show, but I read that comic first, and that's probably a big reason why. Um, Moriarty from Sherlock. I don't know if you guys ever watched that show, but when yeah. Moriarty got on there, it was it got ramped up. I was going to talk about it. Go ahead. Uh, no, well, you when uh, for Dexter and uh, Arthur Mitchell, you you made the comment of it being Moriarty and Sherlock type uh, that Moriarty is um, uh, so well acted. I feel like I love uh, that. Actor. He's good. That, that actor is really good. The, uh, I don't know his name, um, but the, the, the like ever presence of Moriarty in that show in all four series, it just seems like, um, like Sherlock can't do anything without him watching. Yeah, and I, I think the the biggest thing about their relationship is you know through the first few episodes because Moriarty doesn't get introduced. I th- I don't think until season two. Yeah. Um, but through the first few episodes, it almost seems like Sherlock is infallible with his uh, deductions, and he's always five steps ahead or whatever. And then Moriarty shows up. And it kind of like throws him on his ass. Like he doesn't know what to think. There's somebody out there that's like him, but evil. Um, and that could kind of like get in his way. It, it's really well done. I didn't like his, his, uh, the timber in his voice going up and down at first, but the more that he got into it, uh, I think it was just because it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, but it was really good. Um, yeah. I've got Count Olaf, Josh, from Series of Unfortunate Events. I need to finish that show. I love him so much. I love that show. Uh, he is cartoonish villainy, but it he's really good at it. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think that's pretty much I'm, all of mine. I'm tapped. I got, I got, I got uh, one more. Go with yours, then. Uh, Frank Burns from MASH. <laughs> You couldn't throw in Colonel Clink. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh. Evan, that's all you. I was just, that, that was my funny pick, I feel like. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I watched MASH. MASH was the show I always turned off when Nick at Night made the switch. <laughs> uh, I had a couple others. Uh, I think I'm the only one that's ever seen the show. Uh, the character Vern Schillinger. Um, it was my first experience ever watching J.K. Simmons on Oz. Um, he, it's just this old, like, super racist, like, white supremacist that just rapes people all the time. And he's so mean. <laughs> I was too young to be watching Oz, and I was watching him, and I was like, oh, my God. It's like, that was, at the time, was the most evil thing I had ever seen. And I still... <laughs> Uh, the Black Hood on Riverdale. 
He, he killed a lot of people, and Riverdale's awesome. Don't get mixed up in Jingle Jangle. Josh will know what we're what I'm talking about real soon. Yes, indeed. Uh, um, the Army of the Twelve Monkeys and Twelve Monkeys. They were really cool. It's hard because there was more of this entity. They had a single figure called The Witness, but knowing in a time travel show, having someone that always knows about more about what's going on in the time stream than you do. It was so it, they did that. That show was really, really underrated. God, I love that show. Um, and then the last one is great. And I really wish someone else on this show had watched this. And despite Boone's trying, uh, Chuck hasn't. Um, Body Otis from Spartacus. Uh, <laughs> Don't is, do uh, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, I just told him you watched it. And he's like, oh, great. Um, I did that with Interstellar too. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably for the best with that one. You should watch Spartacus. <laughs> um, he's God, Badios is so good. He's just this conniving, like little man that you just like. You know, he just he's just a son of a bitch when he talks from the first moment. But he tries to be like relatable and like. You think, sure, he owns, like, slaves that are, he's making fight and death bits, but he's trying to be a, a good dude, but no, the whole time, like, he's just a, he's just a son of a bitch, and you find out, even when he's trying to be good, later on you'll find out that he was bad. He's awesome. He's such a good villain in that show, as is his wife, Lucretia, who is played by uh, Xeno Warrior Princess, and she gets naked a lot and just gets railed by Manu Bennett. Seen one episode and I've seen exactly that. <laughs> Josh was like, "All right, I'm good." There is the most titties in that show, just the most. Oh, uh, I, I forgot to mention the the Joker from Batman sixty six. My bad. I was gonna say, yeah, it was just alluded to earlier. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's list. Is everyone ready? Yeah. Yes, I am. Uh, guests start off. What's your number five? My number five, because I was such a big fan of the show growing up and uh, up until college years, Azazel, the yellow-eyed demon from Supernatural. All right. Youngin. Chuck, what do you got? Uh, believe it or not, the Joker is not on my list. Uh, but I will start off with my number five. And that will be Gustavo Fring from Breaking Bad. Uh, there was no way you didn't have Gus on your list. I knew yeah, that. 100%. Uh, Josh, what's your number five? Fuck Sam Dean. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. She's like uh, the villain of your life. God, I've never felt more betrayed by a character ever. Or a woman. No she one even ever... betrayed a character named Josh. <laughs> uh, my number five narrowly, narrowly beating out Logan Roy. Oh, six. Uh, and only because we only have seen two seasons of him. There's a lot more Logan Roy to come. Um, I got to go with Kingpin at number five. Nice. Love me some Kingpin. Uh, Eric, what's your number four? Yeah, Wilson Fisk was my number six. Um, number four for me would be Arthur Mitchell, the Trinity Killer from Dexter. Good deal. 
Nice. Chuck, what's your number four? Villanelle. The name says it all. Killing Eve. Uh, Josh, you're number four. Sam Dean! God, I wanted to do that. Uh, William, the man in black from Westworld. a boy. He was on my short list. Uh, number four for me, Benjamin Linus from Lost. God, man. So good. Maybe, also maybe Kate. Because Kate, Kate's the worst. She's a whore. She's a whore. That's, That's what I hear. Whore. I hear that you're on a diet, and I hear that she's a whore. That's the only <laughs> yep. thing I hear from you. Oh, man, I like Lost. All five seasons. I'm with you on that. Uh, Eric, what's your number three? Newman. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, I like oh. Eric. <laughs> Chuck, what's your number three? L to the OG. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, my number three is Arvin Sloan from Alias. Nice. Eric, what's your my number, number three? My number three is Ben Linus. I was giving you the benefit of the doubt, and then you said Eric's name. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, yeah, I forgot about you. I'm sorry. Ben Linus, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't have friends. Great. <laughs> Eric, what's your number two? Uh, my number two would be Professor Moriarty from Sherlock. Nice. Chuck, what's your number two? I like the Trinity Killer from Dexter. Man, I hate it. That's what, like my biggest regret in TV is that was spoiled for me. I was so invested in that show that I, I just I was, I was just like, fuck it, I'm out. It was your damn dad's fault. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, Josh, what is your number two? Siler from Heroes. Nice. I'll have I was, that, really, I was really hoping you were going to skip him again. <laughs> you said that's your number two as well? Yeah, Siler's also my number two. Yeah, he's good. Uh, all right, the moment we've all been waiting for. Number one, Eric, what is your number one villain? My number one villain is Ramsey Snow. Nice. He was promoted to a Bolton. I was going to say, you keep not putting that respect on his name. I mean, I want to respect that man. <laughs> Uh, Chuck, what's your number one? Okay, I forgot to talk about him. He was at the top of my list. I'm sorry, but the actual—I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The actual villain of the show, Breaking Bad, is Walter White, and he is clearly my number one villain there. I was was wondering. Yeah, he's a God. He's a dick. He's a lying, manipulative piece of shit. The more I watch that show, the more I realize. That everybody's life is ruined because of him. Also, his wife sucks pretty hard, too. It's because of him. Yeah, but man, she sucks. It might be the other way around. (laughs) He turned into a drug kingpin because of her. That's just (laughs) awful. He just wanted to get out of the house. Half the reason I quit that show. Uh, Josh, you're number one. You never get in the way of Chuck and Sarah. (laughs) <laughs> ever 
Daniel's Charles number one. He was very close to my list. Uh, oh. uh, my number one, it was never in doubt. It's always the number one. It will always be number one. Nina Myers from 24. <laughs> Fuck that traitorous bitch. I did not expect us to go four lists and have only one Game of Thrones. Joffrey was very it. close to my list. I had to sub out Cersei for Sam Dean, and I feel right about it. No, that's a good call. That's fair. Fuck Sam Dean. God damn, fuck Sam Dean. Oh, man. That's a fun list. We we're going to continue to watch a whole lot of TV. Uh, and well, me and Chuck will, and we'll bitch at Josh about it, and then Eric will just be on every now and then to talk about it with us. So, uh, <laughs> we'll have more of these. Uh, we'll be trying to... Uh, Try to have a more regular geek sheet. It'd be nice. Uh, but yeah. uh, I hope you enjoyed this yeah. one. Uh, make sure to check out the other show this week uh, where we're going to be doing a game show. Not a video game show, but a game show. The ever popular uh, It's All Fun and Game Show um, where who knows what will happen. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're not. Find out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Free For All, your source for all things geek. We just wrapped up another episode, but we're not done. Stay tuned for parts two and three. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and rate and review us too. That's the best way for new folks to find our show. You can also find us on the Google Play Store, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget that you can now subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show as we record, and you can catch our live streams on the Free For All Facebook page. Also, feel free to tweet us at FFA Podcast to keep in touch. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. What?